welcome to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines, changing the conversation around divorce. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room. Penguin in the Room is an award-winning arts, marketing and social media management company. If you want to jazz up your socials and have someone Instagram and tweet for you, then here's your answer. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com. As always, hit subscribe to make sure you're updated about new episodes. And we love to hear from you on social media at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. You can also email us all the infos on our website, thedivorcesocial.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The wine going. Just no, just a little top up. I love it. Oh, it's a top up from your morning wine. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're absolutely keeping that as the start of the episode. <laughs> Welcome to the divorce social Christmas episode. Yeah. And I am joined by lovely guests Helen Thorne and Kerry Howard. Hello. <laughs> ho ho ho. <laughs> Helen, you heard there pouring out some wine from her box of wine. How how are you getting on with that, Helen? <laughs> well, I thought, well, in the Christmas spirit, you know, it's good to start drinking at lunchtime. So yeah, I thought I'd just have a little bit of red wine while we while we talk about Christmas and divorce and things. <laughs> There's no rules now it's in December, is there? There's no alcohol no, rules. Absolutely not. You can have it in your cereal. And Kerry, you are wearing a stunning little um reindeer headpiece also, red lipstick. Very Christmassy. Yes. How are you feeling? You've given me very sparkly ones. I'm feeling very festive. It's good. I'm kind of like nervous and festive and a little bit like, because <gasps> I dropped my kids off at school today. And then I, because I have to 50-50 holidays. So I won't see them until 6pm Christmas Eve. <gasps> so it's a big like, oh, what do I do now? How does that feel then? So is this the first Christmas that you're doing this arrangement? Yes, yes. Because last year I had them leading up to Christmas and I only had them Christmas Eve. But what I did was I did Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. And it was bloody brilliant. So I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. And I quite, I really enjoy the week before Christmas. Like it feels really fun. And the kids are like really like anxious about Christmas. And 
doing it the other way. It's just we have to vice versa. And it's the first time. And it just feels weird because I'm like, I don't know what to do now. And I've cancelled everything because I was going to see loads of people in London. I was going to come to you and have just get absolutely fucked basically and I can't do that now (laughs) really annoying Helen what's your childcare arrangement because I'm with two lovely divorced mums and I'm a divorced singleton so I've just got a dog and a cat and they're mine and so I'm just having a nice time with the dog and the cat but Helen what's going on with your arrangement over Christmas well, I have them from now until Christmas Day. And then they're going to go with their dad uh, from Christmas Day to New Year's Eve. So we're a bit the same. We do one week on in the holidays, that is is the arrangement. And during the school week, um, they're with me five days a week and two days with him. And so last year, I quite enjoyed having that week alone because oh, I, I was writing my book, so I had to get that done. But also I just had all the Christmas presents out on the table and did it very gradually, very easily. And so it didn't feel like that sort of frantic, oh, my God, it's 11pm on Christmas Eve and I've got to actually do some <laughs> yeah, Christmas yeah, admin. Yeah, you can't do it in front of them. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so I really liked that week and I had two one-night stands last time <laughs> uh, with two different men and I had a lovely, <laughs> lovely Christmas shag. In between wrapping... Yes, I was unwrapping myself. Did you have orgasms though? Oh, there was with the Portuguese one. Oh, he was he was oh, marvelous. Lovely. He came over at two o'clock, and we had some mulled wine, and then had a couple of most excellent shags, and then he left <laughs> at six. It was very good, and then I got back to writing my book. Yeah, it was very good. Um, so I wouldn't mind doing that again, but I, I'll maybe do that after Christmas. So yeah, I I hopefully will um will get some in in the the following <laughs> week in my in my shag window. Yes. In your shag window. <laughs> and do you always sort of like give it a three hour window? Like your time starts now. Go. <laughs> and then like six o'clock. Fuck I'm off. I'm a busy woman. I'm a busy woman, Fernando. Yeah, exactly. Yes, come on. I'm imagining a klaxon goes off. <laughs> it's like the countdown clock. Well, this this is amazing. I, I'm loving the sound of mum sex because um, with me, there's just it can go on for hours, and sometimes I'm like, oh, get out, I'm done now. So yeah. I'm liking this sort of um, shag window. I think that's mm. a top Christmas tip. And 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 also you you're very direct because you're like, look, I've I've I've, I've been gagging for it for about five days. Come on, get on with it. You know, yeah. I'm not. I don't, I don't. I don't want any. I don't want any chit chit chat. I just come on, a couple of glasses of wine and get your yeah. knickers off. Thanks. I don't want to know about when your mum died. I don't want to know about that. Just shag me. That happened once on a first date. Oh, really? You know, it's not a chat. It's not a first date chat. That's a, you know, date three maybe. We'll get deep and meaningful, but not the first date. I don't want feelings. No. No. This is interesting because I saw an article about talking about your ex on a first date and loads of people replied and were like on Twitter and were like, oh, my God, that's awful. I'd never talk about my ex on my first date. But then I host the divorce social and quite often, you know, the person I go on a date with will know a little bit about me. So they'll know I do that. So I sort of feel like I have to talk about my ex because of my job. Do you think it's different when you been married talking about your ex 
ex. I quite like it. I like hearing about their ex. Um, I because I wrote the book Get Divorced, Be Happy, which is about you know I was and and you know and I'm easily Googleable, which I don't you know I don't really like it, but it, it is what it is. And I also think if they come on a date and they've seen what I look like on the internet and what I do, and they still want to give me a good Roger, then I think they're a kind of <laughs> okay kind of person that they're they're yeah. comfortable a with feminism, strong women, funny women, you know booby curvy ladies confident Australian ladies you know they're already halfway there so I kind of think because I used to really hide who I was and I'd just say I'm my name's H and I'm I'm a writer even saying I, I'm in comedy they'll go but what have you done I've never heard of that <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. oh it's awful it's awful and you just think I it's don't even want to talk about stuff that you, you and they often say well I don't watch tv well don't fucking ask about my fucking cv then like yeah. just don't talk yeah. about it <laughs> Do you like potatoes? Let's keep it basic. Yeah, I like sushi and I'm a Scorpio. Let's go. You know, this is, I mean, we're going to talk about Christmas at some point, but I just feel like these are essential dating tips for um, <laughs> dating someone a little bit in the public eye. And I have to tell you, I mentioned this in my Roundup episode, but I was asked on a date by someone who listens to this podcast. Really? So Helen, wow. I know. So Helen, you were talking about people have seen you online and all the things that you do and they still want to date you. I was like, wow, someone has heard all of my divorce crap and is like, yeah, that's sexy. I want to get involved in that. <laughs> be careful. Be careful. That's all I'm saying. When they know too much about you, they got ammunition. Just yeah. go lightly. Go lightly there. I like this. This is like the angel and the devil on my shoulder. Helen, what do you think? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've had once when I met matched a guy on Tinder and he said, oh, I've listened to all the Scummy Mummy podcasts. And it's like, how's your daughter? She's just been in hospital recently. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. No. Stalker. No, 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 no. And also I like I like, I like the flirting and the intrigue when you first meet someone as well. And and you control what information that you give them. So I think, um, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to... Yeah, I don't want people to know too much because I like I like finding out about them in another way. Like I yeah. try not to Google, um, you know, you want to know that they have, don't have like a criminal record or and they are who they say they are. But, um, yeah, I, I I like phoning them before I meet them, like uh, talking to them on the phone. I think have, hearing their voice is a really good thing beforehand. You're so brave. You're so good. Like I, I go on Tinder or Hinge and I start chatting and then I delete the app. It gets to a point where it's like it's getting near to them maybe asking me out, but then they haven't fucking done it. And then I just I just freak out and I just ghost. I'm a chronic ghoster and I can't stop. <laughs> oh, Perry. I'm a chronic Bad. ghoster. Can't stop. That's why I ain't got no cock. Like, what? <laughs> I think I'm a bit forward on apps. I would much rather just meet the person than do all the chit-chat. Because sometimes the chit-chat's great and you're like really excited to meet them and then it doesn't go well and sometimes yeah. the chit chat's awful but they're great in real life so I'm always just like hey we're mm. matched shall we go for a drink yeah and I, I would probably be more like more like that if I didn't only have one or two nights a week so now because my my time is so limited now I want to really make sure that this person is is who they say they are and, and yes. actually worth my time yes because your time is so precious I get resentful of like why am I giving a stranger my Saturday like I only get a Saturday every other weekend and maybe I want to see my friends that I haven't seen for like two months and I get all those kind of emotions and conflictions and then I don't do anything (laughs) (laughs) well I once rung my sister after a date and I said I put lipstick on for this 
That's how bad it was. <laughs> I was I annoyed things. Yeah. that I've wasted. I didn't even shave, but I'd put lipstick on and I'd wasted some of my nice lipstick. Um, Helen, you mentioned you want to find out that someone doesn't have a criminal record. Do you search them on a criminal database before you meet them? No, I, I often ask. I said, look, as long as you're not a murderer or a Tory, you know, that's that's my... <laughs> but hang on, you, are, you actually directly ask them that. Yeah. They're never going to say, yeah, yes, I am, <laughs> are they? <laughs> Like, who's ever going to go, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, Got me. (laughs) Shit. Well, I guess that's a no then. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God, that made me laugh. Oh, it's a bit of an opener. It's a bit of an icebreaker. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I did ask the person who'd listened to the podcast and then contacted me to ask me out. I did ask them if they were a stalker and if they knew weird facts about me from Wikipedia. And they said no. And I took them at face value on that. (laughs) (laughs) Okie dokie. Okay, good. I'm just going to fill up the wine. Hang on. Here's the wine. (laughs) Helen's having a little tinkle. (laughs) So (laughs) we've delved straight into dating and it is Christmas time. This is the season that is called the cuffing season. Yes. The winter season. The cuffing. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yes. I was reading about this last night. It goes from October to St. Valentine's Day and couples... You know, you, you hook up with someone over the cold months. So you've got someone to cuddle and bonk and you don't have to make too much effort. And then it just gets you through to spring. And it's because it comes from the term handcuffs. So you, you, you and um, yeah, I was reading about last night because I, I've started seeing someone and I started seeing oh. them in October and I was like, am I cuffing? Am I currently on the cuff? <laughs> are you cuffing or are you cuffed? Yes. It's the modern to be or not to be. <laughs> Are you cuffing or are you cuffed? But I think this is a thing, isn't it? Because you don't want to go outside when it's cold. Obviously, at the moment, we don't want to go outside for other reasons also. But it's like, if I can just have one person that's delivered to me, like an Uber Eats to my house for hugs and sex during this cold period, ideal. Yeah, absolutely. Watch a film, get a pizza in. During this chat, I just have to say, Kerry's just like slowly nodding and staring like, yes, about the cuffing season. Is this something that appeals? I like the sound of the Ubercock. Like it yeah. just pops in and literally. Um, I don't like the idea of being cuffed. I just find it like a lot of people like rush to get a relationship before Christmas because it is a depressing time if you're not with someone and it's all very coupley and then you've got Valentine's Day just round the corner just to remind you that you're incomplete without another person. So I don't know, I find it a little bit like, mm! I love Christmas because I love it for the my kids because the kids love it. But there are those moments where I just think, oh, stop society making me feel shit for being single. And I get a little bit angry. But you, most of the time, I feel fine being single, but it's just this moment now where there's so many of those hallmark romantic like Christmas films that are just like, oh, I hate them. What is it about Christmas that makes people feel bad for being single? So we're all single women here. Because I love Christmas. I don't have kids, but I love Christmas. I love the decorations. I love the whole feel and the music and all cosy and jingly. And I love those Hallmark films. And I think maybe in my first Christmas after my divorce, I wouldn't have watched them. But now I watch them and just thoroughly enjoy the, you know, cheesiness of it all. But what is it that makes you feel bad 
for not having a partner? Sometimes I I watch those films and it's not that I miss having someone now. It's I look back at my past relationship and say, God, it was really shit. You know, it's a reminder of how inadequate he was in a, in a in a romantic sense or how little I got from it. I think that's it. And I don't, but I, I remember last Christmas, which was my first, it got to about nine o'clock on Christmas day. And I'd had the most brilliant day with the kids. I, and I love it. And like you, Kerry, it's all about the children, but I just got that weird absence of touch and I just wanted to be held. And, and I think that that's, that's that weird thing that the films and, you know, the ads, you know, the John Lewis ads is all about mum and dad and all that sort of stuff. And you yes. feel like that that's, that's the end result. That's that's the completion. It's like, oh, and then you finish with a kiss and a cuddle and, you know, that's that's happiness. And I think that's that that can be very triggering when you're a single person, not that you can just look at, look, this is the house that I own with my children. I've done everything this year. I feel really proud of myself. And then but then that that feels like the measure of success is is the is the other half. And I think that can fuck you off. But it's a, a barrage, isn't it? Of propaganda from the media of heteronormative families thrusted in front of us. And it's like we mosey along most of the time, me and the two boys, and we're really really good unit and I don't feel less than but I do worry and I don't know whether the boys think that when they watch all these normal mum and dad movies with all the kids whether they feel bad because they don't have that in their actual home they are from two different families and I just feel like there's not an I like the Grinch the modern Grinch was brilliant because it's a single mum and they don't really kind of they just represent it and they don't sort of say where's the dad or, or anything like that they just go this is who they are which is yeah. That's my life most of the time. It's like, this is us. This is our unit. And we, we work together really well. Um, but yeah, it just feels like a, a kick of the teeth sometimes. I've worked really hard this year. I've done a fucking good job being a single mum. And then like the TV is just like, we're a happy couple with our five kids. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Not now. <laughs> Not now, John Lewis. I'm Santa. <laughs> I'm Santa. I've done all fucking this. everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I get a little bit mad at Santa sometimes because the kids are like, oh, the presents, oh, he's such a great man. I'm like, I am Santa, I am doing all this. But I don't want to ruin their belief in Santa, but I cannot wait for when they come out of that and they realise that mummy is buying all the presents. That'd be good. Yes, it comes via Amazon and not via the sleigh. Yes. And I have to do lots of clicky clicky and it hurts my finger. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird, Kerry. Do you think Santa is sort of a father figure? Yes. And that annoys you because you're the mum and you feel like you're doing everything. Is that what it is? I feel like Santa undermines me. Like, there's no acknowledgement. And I go along with it. Like, I go along with it. And I don't do separate presents from mummy. All the presents are from Santa in their sack because I just think it looks better and it's nice. And they just love it. But there's a part of me that I just think, I, I've worked really hard and I bought all these presents and I've done all this and I've cooked all this food and I've cleaned all this and da-da-da-da. And I've, I've made, we've done ice skating, we've done all these things. And it's like... And Santa is this great person who gets all the, reaps the rewards. I feel like Santa should be sending letters, you know, like kids send letters to Santa. Santa should send letters to parents saying thank yes. you for all you do because yeah. it's not me and I'm just getting all the credit. We've just been doing the Scummy Mummies Christmas tour and at the end of the show we do a parody of um, the Band-Aid song. The, the line is, Moms do all the work at Christmas time. <laughs> so 
and everyone cheers and we go free the mums let them have a fucking lie down and and then we get the whole audience to sing it and like in Winchester the other night there was 400 women just like swaying and singing let them have a fucking lie down and we all cheered at the end but it's true the fucking list and and I did some stand up in the show about it I said oh yeah I really miss having a husband because he was so useful in December did everything bought all the presents got everything done uh, don't miss him at all and in fact all these times it's a, a really interesting reminder when you're a single mum that you did all the work anyway and now you just do it now with Love Actually and Bailey's as company instead of some twat so it's 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 kind of nice and, and, and freeing in a way and I find it easier I find parenting easier and more enjoyable now that I'm a single mum I don't have to justify like what I've bought and, and say why and you know it's great. I'm like, no, I bought that because I like that for him and he's going to love that. So that's be brilliant and not have a like an hour argument about you didn't research it. It's not good enough and all that crap. You're like, oh, <laughs> I think we were married no to the way. same man. Um, <laughs> and last year, last year was my first. And so I said for Christmas lunch, we're all going to choose three foods each, three things to eat. And our three favourite bits of food will be on the table. So we had roast chicken, macaroni, cheese and pizza with a side of Skittles, party rings and cucumber. Oh, my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> Just cucumber right in the end there with the Skittles and party <laughs> I said, rings. I said we had to have one healthy thing. So it was like roast potatoes, cherry tomatoes and cucumber. And then there was like, yes, yeah, Skittles and party Skittles. rings because we all know party rings are the best biscuit. Uh, next to them are roast chicken and um, macaroni, cheese and, 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 uh, and a frozen pizza. But but I thought, well, what's Christmas? Christmas is about joy. Christmas is about creating memories and traditions. So that was it. And the other thing that I did was I gave my children my debit card and I marched them down to the local gift shop. And I said, I'm going to stand outside for half an hour. And I worded up the woman in the shop and they bought me my Christmas presents and had them wrapped. And then they went under the tree. And I thought that was a good idea because then I had something to open and they sort of felt all grown up. And it was a a genuine surprise. Yes, it was. It wasn't just me sort of going, ooh, something for mummy. Um, And I got some earrings and a candle. So they didn't spend, they had a budget, obviously. (laughs) I didn't get a PlayStation. But. And then they bought themselves something as well, cheeky bastards. But um, Of course. <laughs> I was going to say, give them mum's credit card. They should have gone to town. They got some like one of those those stupid fluffy pens that no, you use once and then it's too annoying. But anyway, they're in a gift shop, so they thought they'd buy themselves that. But I love that idea. And, and that's a, I think that's a top tip that other people could use. And also, you know, if maybe your kids are too young, you could send them off with a relative or even a friend yeah. and just mm. say, can you? just take them into the shop for a minute and I'll have a coffee and they can get my Christmas present. Because it can be sad if you're like, want to buy yourself a present. Some people feel great about doing that and wrapping it up. Awesome. But if you don't feel great about doing it, then I think that's a brilliant way. Maybe I could send someone into the corner shop with my dog. And yeah, she could I think that's just lovely. pick out something for me. If Custard could just bark at some Joe Malone candles, that would be... That's yeah, it. I mean, it'll probably be like a cheese chew that she'd get me. But it's <laughs> yeah. something. Um, well, this is great. So I, I actually asked some people, because we've covered a few tips already. I asked people on Instagram if they had any top tips for spending your first Christmas on your own. So I'll just read out some of the replies and then if you guys have any top tips, ideal. There are some great replies here. Just someone's written pizza. 
And I have to say, I asked a few questions and this person just wrote pizza for every single one of them. So <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the Brilliant. consistency. Um, person. But people have said, it's your first Christmas on your own. Make it special for you. Um, Carol, wine, good food. Um, someone else says, stock up on wine and chocolates, treat yourself. Uh, someone else said, morning walks and community events. That's quite a nice thing to do if there's like a Christmas market or something going on. Um, and someone else said, think of all those running around after their useless partners. So that's a full day activity. Smuggery, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh, do you know what? It was um, last year was the first time I didn't have my children on actual Christmas Day. And my parents did something really beautiful. We always, always have a Christmas Day together and cook together, blah, blah, blah. Never done anything out of the norm. It's just at the Howard house. And then my dad booked the pig and we went out and we went to a restaurant and we had our like Christmas meal cooked for us. So me and mum weren't doing any of the cooking. And it was so brilliant because it just totally took out all the nostalgia because it was completely different. So I, I yeah, didn't miss nice. the children because it was just like my brain was just like, this is a different, this is a different day, a different experience. And that was the best gift that my parents gave to me, which is something that was just rewiring the day. I love that. And also we should say the pig is a place where you can eat. It's not just an animal that comes <laughs> yeah. and cooks you. They didn't dinner. just take you to the take you to their, their farm and uh, stayed around. <laughs> we booked the <laughs> pig and then it just ran yeah. around with us for the day. <laughs> Other people have said lots of similar things. I said that I did my Christmas, my first Christmas, very differently, the same. I just changed it all up. So I, I went somewhere different with my mum and my sister and we just had a nice time together so that it didn't feel like we were trying to recreate something with the kind of missing hole of the person who was missing. And that's what we did after my dad died as well, actually you know, just do something completely different. Um, other people have said, have an activity that focuses your mind when you feel low, like um, knitting, which I love, obviously, or puzzling. Um, someone else said, accept that you might feel sad or low at times and surround yourself with your favourite food and telly and hobbies. And then we were talking about this before, but um, someone suggested to buy yourself a couple of treats and wrap them up under the tree. Um, or you'd like Helen did, you can send your children into a shop with your credit card <laughs> so trusting <laughs> uh, Poundland send them into Poundland <laughs> I think it might be cracker time should we open a cracker oh, yes Crack Helen do you, uh, should we start with your cracker and All inside right, going in. will be a prompt oh god oh that's heady that's a heady smell oh hang on oh. I've got what did a you fortune get? teller miracle fish hang on oh, and, I love those and I've got oh what's this I've got a thing that says Christmas presents for or from a partner. Oh, I might transfer my antlers to my Christmas hat now. Do it. Get the hat on. So the prompt was gifts. Yeah, because one of the main things I miss about my ex at Christmas is the fact that he used to get me a really amazing gift because he'd spend more money than everyone else because he had to because I lived with him. And also I'd give hints like throughout the year. So he'd pick up on one of those hints and normally get me like a really nice gift. And that would always be the gift I was looking forward to because I knew it was going to be good. 
Is there anything you miss about gift giving from your ex? Were they good or bad? Absolutely not. Uh, terrible. I mean, Helen, mine, mine spent more on his mother than he did on me. Wow. My moment a couple of years ago, I was wearing a green velvet um, dress and I came downstairs and he said, oh my God, you look like a dear face sofa. And that was a Merry Christmas present indeed. Um <laughs> Because you were like, like, this is gorgeous. I love this. And he just Yeah, this is my velvet dress. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I was just joking. And then, yeah, he gave me a vegan cookbook. That's what, that was that year's present. So (gasps) no, I don't miss that at all. Oh, okay. I got a a cookbook. How to eat yourself pretty. Oh, my God. Okay. So your exes were like insulting you through cookbooks. Like what a weird... Also, that DFS comment is like unacceptable. Yeah. How rude. Yeah. And he's like, oh, kidding. I was like, I hate it when people are like, oh, kidding. It's like, tell a racist joke. Oh, I was just kidding. Well, don't. No, 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 no. It no, doesn't no, make no, it. No. It doesn't take it back. It's like you can't punch someone in the face and go, oh, I was just kidding. Well, you still did the punch in the face. I have to say that when you said that about the DFS comment, Kerry and I were mouth open staring at you. <laughs> with shock yeah. like that's a divorceable offence in itself yeah yeah I, th- I think there were some red flags that I may not have picked up on yeah <laughs> you don't want you don't see it but like you know when you put on a velvet dress that's a moment isn't it that you, you've, yeah, you've made an effort very fancy you, yeah, yeah. I thought it was Christmas. It was like a green velvet dress and I really liked it and um yeah I just I just thought Oh God! Would it kill you to say something nice? But it's but it's those sort of things, and that make me very happy to be single on Christmas Day. <laughs> yes, yeah, because I I will put on like a little jumpsuit and I'll just prance around. My kids fucking love it when I put a dress on. They're like, "Oh, mummy, you look like a princess," and I'm like, "Yes, I do. I am. It's great." Yes, you do. <laughs> well, so what are you wearing on Christmas Day this year? Oh, this is exciting. I was going to confess something last year because I had a few different blokes on the go uh, last year and now I've just got the one. <laughs> and, and and so I took a photo. I had a red, a red booby bra and I sent this photo to someone I thought was a sexy friend, sexy male friend, and I just, I just wrote... Uh, I wrote, took a photo of my boobs in a red bra and just wrote the caption, Jingle Boobs, and he wrote back, that's very inappropriate. <laughs> Oh, God. Had you had sex with him before? I'd had sex a couple of times with him before, yes. And I was like, oh, Merry Christmas to you. Why was it inappropriate? I don't know. That's the sort of Christmas cards loads of people would enjoy. Was that like the end of that sort of frisson? Or did you see him again? No, I I had another little, you know... Yeah. In and out. But um, that was a few months later, you know, when, when he was available and I was available and, you know, it suited us both. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a very, I, I thought I was being quite jolly and flirty, but maybe I, I'm not going to do that this year. I won't send my boobs off into the... <laughs> you do you, babe. If they can't have you at your jingle boob, then they don't yeah. get you at your velvet dress. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It's the ad break. So it's a perfect time to remind you to hit subscribe to be notified about more episodes. You can also leave us a lovely review because honestly, it makes a difference to the chart positions. And one time I was in the charts next to Michelle Obama and I was really thrilled about it. So it'd be nice to do that again. You can also join in the conversation on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod. We have a website thedivorcesocial.com and you can also join us for our like 90s style divorce chat room experience over on Patreon. So just go to patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S and it starts at £2 a month and we all have lovely and awful and amazing chats. See you there. Well, what a perfect time uh, talking about Christmas outfits to welcome our lovely guest all the way from Thailand. Michaela Sharp is with us. Hi. Hello. Hi, Michaela. Hi. Hi. How are you all? Good. We're good. Well, uh, Michaela, welcome to our Christmas divorce party. Woo-hoo. Now, you are traveling. Tell us where you are and why you're there. Yeah, so I'm in Thailand at the moment. I'm in Koh Phangan. I'm visiting a friend that lives here. So I decided to give myself a bit of a prolonged break just because with everything that has happened this year, because I'm still not technically divorced, so filed for divorce in March. Um, I was hoping it would all get done before Christmas and the new year, but it's not. So that's going to kind of drag over into the new year. But I just thought, because I have to sell my flat and I didn't want to rush like having to buy somewhere new. So I thought I'd just give myself this little break to travel, reset and then come back to London and sort myself out. So, yeah, it's been great so far. Three weeks I've been here so far. Nice. It's amazing that you've taken yourself away on a little trip. And did you plan it that it would be over Christmas? Because obviously we're talking about your first Christmas on your own. And am I right? And this is your first Christmas on your own, Michaela? Yeah, this is Christmas number one, flying solo, spreading my wings. Um, Yeah, I did plan it this way. I wanted to be away for Christmas and New Year. Just because Christmas is already quite a difficult time for me because uh, I lost, I was brought up by my grandparents and they've both passed away. So I always find Christmas quite sad, actually. But having this as the first Christmas divorce, I thought was just going to be too much to handle. But actually, I mean, being out of the UK means there are no reminders, really. Like in Thailand, today for the first time I went for dinner and I heard some really cheesy Christmas songs, but they're not even the versions that we recognise. You know, they're like the cheaper knockoffs. 
So even those are like kind of fun. And so it's kind joyful. of funny. Yeah, they kind of make you laugh rather than think, oh, I remember a time when we danced in the kitchen to this or whatever. It's like actually quite funny. So, so far, I haven't had too many reminders. Is it kind of like a sexy silent night? Not even that sexy, just like full on cheese. What a song, to, Christmas song to pick to go sexy. <laughs> silent night. Holy night. Also, you don't want a silent night. You want a banging night. In <laughs> yeah. Well, so, certainly for Helen. Helen's had lots of cock. That's what we've been talking about. Just to update Michaela. Fill me in. <laughs> Fill me in and give me the tip. That's what I say. <laughs> Apart from not getting any reminders of Christmas, what's been good about being away? And what is your plan for Christmas Day in Thailand? To be honest, I haven't really thought too much about the day. But what's been good so far, I think, is just the, the space to process. Because I think you guys are probably further through your divorce journey, right? So you can kind of think back to that first Christmas and remember all those feelings and all of that processing you had to do. I think I've had such a busy year after Interior Design Masters aired and all of the work that I got afterwards that um, I just haven't really had time to think and to just, I don't know, just kind of feel all the feels, you know? And I've just been doing and and kind of trying to not think too much so this has really given me time to process so I have had some like you know not great days but most of the most of the days have been good and it's just allowed me to to just do the things that I couldn't really do in London so to like not work as much and to have some massages and do some workouts and eat some healthy food and you know, just kind of be a bit more mindful. So that's been really good. And I think that's what I need to kind of heal a bit. Um, but yeah, for the day, I'm not sure. So my friend Isabel, who lives here, she's uh, Dutch. So she celebrates on Christmas Eve, which is kind of perfect because I was kind of feeling like I didn't want to do too much of a Christmas celebration on the day. But she wants to have a celebration, but on Christmas Eve. So I'm like, great, Christmas Eve, we can do whatever you want. And then Christmas Day, I think, will just be margaritas on the beach. Oh, oh heaven. Yeah. I mean, jealous. Because I think when, you, when you're freshly divorced and it's the first year for you, it's also the first year for your extended family. And they've gone through it and they're all freaking out and they don't know what to say. Or some people ask too many questions. And it's just really brilliant that you've had the foresight to just go, I'm just going to take myself away from the crowd because I'm not ready to loop. Because I've definitely looped a lot in my first year where I was constantly talking about my divorce and what, because the the courts was was an absolute nightmare for me. Um, but now I'm year four. So this is like my fourth year. Um, I don't feel, people don't bring it up anymore, but it took a couple, like two Christmases because they're just curious because they, it's almost like you're this new exquisite creature that they've never seen before. Like in the family, like, oh, you're the first one that got divorced. What are you? <laughs> they want to know everything. And how did you find that first one? Horrific. It was horrible. Because um, I, when did I leave? April. So I'd had a long time, but my, my youngest was only eight months old. So I had a baby and I had, Wesley was just turned four. So I was really busy. and I was so skinny because of nerves and stuff. Um and then like a few months before Christmas, I got like the court order, which I was not expecting. And it just was a, just a quite a horrific time. I mean, my family were amazing, but it was just, it was overwhelming. And I 
everyone was asking questions. Some people shut down, didn't want to talk about it, which was hard because I was in that ranty t- phase. Um, but yeah, I always know when I meet someone who's just freshly divorced because they just, that's their favourite subject. <laughs> that's all they want to talk about. Because it is, it's it's a weird time. Uh, we'll tell them to come on the podcast. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, actually, you say that, Sam. Earlier, I posted something on my private Instagram just saying like, oh, it's taken me three weeks to feel like I'm actually starting to relax because relaxing is really hard, right? People always say, just go and relax. And you're like, but how do you actually just relax all of a sudden? It's it's the most complicated thing to do, which is what I'm figuring out. But someone messaged me and they said, oh, do you know what I found really helpful? Um, the divorce social. And I was like, shut up. I'm just literally about to film that. Like, well, record it. <laughs> That's so nice. I know. Also, were you like, um, I was on it. Have you not listened to my episode? <laughs> I did say that. Like, <laughs> Rude. Here's a, link. Here's a link to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they'll find this episode useful as well. I mean, I, I think I had the opposite to you, Kerry. I had a really nice first Christmas, but mine was quite early on. So I'd only, we broke up in September and then obviously my first Christmas was only a couple of months later. But I was working on Magic Mike at the time. So I think that, obviously, I, I was performing on Christmas Eve um, and sort of at work for all of that period. So I was kind of in a different world. And then on Christmas Day, I just spent it with my mum and my sister, but in uh, uh, my mum's new house that she had so it was like completely different like no memories there um I think I did have a sad moment on the day um but I remember I mean it's a bit of a blur it always is for me that first year but um I remember on the day just having a nice time and a nice relax and Helen what were you like on your first Christmas mine was last year so it was the first in it was lockdown so it had to be small which I kind of really liked actually and um, so it was just the three of us and he came over for an hour and so at 11 to give presents to the kids and then I just went into my uh, neighbor's garden and we drank Buck's Fizz and um, and then I came back and then we just like to ate all our favorite food and then I watched Soul which was a, an amazing film the new Pixar film drank drank some more and then just had a bit of a nap and it was lovely I really I really liked it because I didn't have to go anywhere it wasn't like that quick 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 we've got to go to Auntie Fuckhead's here you know like we've got to you know there was no stress and so I I think go as low key as possible I think that's really nice and yeah and set your own traditions and new rules but oh to be in Thailand to be in warmth I as an Australian I love a warm Christmas that's lovely but it's I I don't know I I just I don't I love Christmas even more as a single person I really do and it doesn't feel and now that I'm away from his family like I don't have any expectations of in-laws or doing any of that stuff like he has to deal with his mother <laughs> I think Kerry has a cracker and inside will be a, a talking point oh, that yes. we can. And you have to pull the cracker okay. on your own, but we're virtually pulling it with you. Oh, Yo, straight away. Strong. strong. What did you get? Something, something. A very still. I, I got a, oh, I got the fortune teller fish. Oh, I'm going to do that straight away because I really like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hear my shit joke? Shit joke, please. Okay. Um... What kind of motorbike does Santa ride? A Holly Davidson. Oh, nice. <laughs> a Holly Davidson. 
So it's a Harley Davidson. Which, as a pun, doesn't really work. It doesn't sure. really work. No, can I oh, Can I do my joke? I didn't get to do my joke. Oh, yes, sorry. Do your joke, Helen. What happened to the man who stole an advent calendar? He got 25 days. Oh, okay. Oh, of course he did. Yay. <laughs> um, and what's your prompt, Kerry, for us to chat about? Things you did on your first Christmas single. Oh, amazing. We've done it. But I must stress, like, Christmas Day, day was actually the best Christmas day that I've ever had because before then my ex would always cause arguments over presents or something wouldn't be right. It always always had to be perfect. So Christmas Day was also a stressful time for me. And then it was the first Christmas that I was like, no one's going to tell me off for getting the wrong gift. Um, no one's going to tell me off for not appreciating a present enough. Um, and, no, and nobody told me off. Like all day. And it was brilliant. I love that. It's an insight to my hell shit show of a marriage. <laughs> no, but I can relate to that. I mean, my ex didn't tell me off for getting him the wrong presents because I think I'm actually very good at giving presents. But there was that last Christmas when, you know, it was like a few months before I found out that he cheated on me and then we were getting divorced. It was just a weird, weird vibe. Like, you know, when you can't quite work out and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to do everything right, but it's just falling very flat. And now it's like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore. Walking on eggshells with someone is just the worst, isn't it? Oh, it's horrible. It's that whole boiling the frog uh, analogy, isn't it? That you just don't know. It gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And you, you're just used to bad behaviour. And it wasn't as bad as last week, but it just it just builds, doesn't it? And that's the, that's the hardest thing. And you're like, oh, that's okay. And they occasionally do something that's almost nice and you go oh well that's all right and your your level of your benchmark of shit is is so depleted and you're like oh that oh I'll just take that I'll take that take that bit and then yeah and then when you're out of it you're like who the what <laughs> why yeah. why was I putting up with that ironically I've just realized as well that was the year that he probably gave me the most presents he's ever given me and I was like oh why is he giving me all this stuff and now I know it was a guilty conscience it was like you know mm. I made a few hints at some things that I would like and he got me all of them and then like plus more and I was like oh my god why have you you know but then there was no love or or care giving it to me it was just like oh I, I got you all this stuff and I was like okay you've got me all these gifts but the vibe is so awkward between us like what's going on I gave all that stuff back unfortunately um otherwise yeah I, maybe I should have kept it all but yes that's like I was gonna. You're allowed say. to keep gifts, like because mine tried to take back an eternity ring that he gave me at the last Christmas, and it was like two months after some really bad behaviour, and I took him back anyway, um, and he gave me an eternity ring, and I just felt like my stomach was like lurched because I was like, you can't buy me like a ring is not going to fix our broken marriage, and I remember feeling like such a hypocrite. Like, but it was in front of my family and I was like, oh my God, I got this ring. Anyway, you know, a couple of months later, April, I've left him for the final time and I'm done over this. He wants the ring back. And my lawyer was like, you don't need to give back gifts ever. I was like, really? Really? She's like, no. But I, I pawned it. <laughs> Good for you. What did you buy with the money? Anything fun? Um, I just it probably it just went into my bank account and I bought more nappies for the kids. You know, it just went on the kids. <laughs> Yeah, so boring. Yeah, yeah, but good for you for keeping hold of it. I have a bag that my ex gave me, a designer bag, and I feel fine about using that. (laughs) I did a deep cleanse. Everything that he touched, I burnt. I got rid. 
got rid, rid, rid. Yeah, I'm the same as Kerry. I got rid of everything. Like the day after he moved out, I sent him back everything he'd ever bought me, anything we'd ever bought together. Uh, I just didn't want all the reminders. But full disclosure, he did send me some gifts then after we were broken up. And I did keep or eat or consume those. Because I was like, well, you know, like some of them were edible, like some of them were like candles or whatever. I was like, fine. They don't, they're not sentimental at that point. I already knew what he was and what had happened. But one of them was like a piece of jewellery. And I, I did keep that. Yeah, but I just thought, you know what? Fuck it. I want to wear it. I want to keep it. I'm going to keep it. I got my ex to pay for, so we had two cats together and I still have one of them, but one of the other cat, Albert, died in the first lockdown, got hit by a car. And I got my ex to pay for half of the cremation. So that was his gift to me. And then I scattered the ashes in the garden. So I sort of kept the gift, (laughs) if you can call it a gift. I don't think that counts as a gift because it's more of a responsibility, isn't it? Yeah, yeah contribution. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's very expensive to have a cat cremated. I don't know if you've ever tried. It's like hundreds of pounds. Anyway, um, on that note, cremation, I never thought would be something that would come up in the Christmas episode, but it has. I'm going to pull my cracker, see what I've got in here. Um, sorry you don't have a cracker, Michaela, but Thailand was a long way to send it. We weren't <laughs> sure if it would arrive in time. I've got I've got a prompt. Christmas memories. Any we need a divorce moments. So I definitely have one of these. So I remember one Christmas we'd gone to his Oh, this was it. So travelling was always an issue because there were lots of different families to see because his family was two split in two in, in different parts of the country. So we'd gone to his parents house his mum's house for Christmas Eve into Christmas morning and then we were gonna drive down and come to my mum's house for Christmas day Eve into Boxing Day so I said you know this is the plan but obviously we've got to make sure we leave at a certain time to get to my mum because my mum's cooking Christmas dinner and it's going to be ready at a certain time So obviously we didn't leave on time and I was trying to get us ready to leave. And then it seemed like I was being rude to his mum, apparently, you know, because I was trying to get out of there. But I was like, no, we have to get out there because my mum's cooking Christmas dinner. So it was all this stress. And so we were in the car. So I don't drive. So he was driving the car, which was a massive point of contention. He was driving the car and we started having this argument about the timings because it's always about something silly I had that problem with the driving the car it's like massive like they hate you don't they if you don't drive I don't drive either I don't drive I don't yes drive. Michaela I, I do drive <laughs> and she drives well done okay, well, it, he cheated on me anyway <laughs> well we, we've covered all driving bases here um, <laughs> but yeah so I don't drive so he's driving the car and we're having this huge argument in the car. He revs the car and like speeds up in a scary way because he's annoyed with me. And then I was like, stop the car. Stop the car. So he stopped the car on the side of like this motorway that no one else was on because it was Christmas Day. I got out of the car crying and I was like, I'm not getting back in that car with you. 
and just crying along the side of a motorway. In the, now looking back, it's funny because like, where did I think I was walking? Like it's Christmas day. There's no buses. It's very hard to get a taxi. So I'm just like in my <laughs> Christmas outfit and a scarf on, just like crying down the side of a motorway. And then he's like all sorry, obviously, because I got out of the car and made a fuss. And then just driving alongside me, like, when are you going to get in the car? Then I got back in the car eventually because I realised where else was I going to go? Got back to um, where my mum was. And obviously I had to be all happy. It's Christmas and pretend that we hadn't had this huge fight and I'd got out of the car on the motorway and like tears you know still in my eye you know when you get puffy eyes because you've been crying and I'm just like hello <laughs> Christmas fake smiles all around and I remember that really strongly as a like this is not a good time this is shitty this is a shitty time oh, do you God. have any any uh we need to get a divorce memories to do with Christmas my last Christmas so the night before, um, I ran away from him in mid-November and then everyone was like, because I'd only had Callum and he was only sort of four months old. So it's like, oh, try again. You never know. No one really understood what I was going through. So it was like two weeks before Christmas and I just felt so bad for him because he was doing the whole like, oh, I'm so broken. And I took him back and he'd had all this time on his own to sort of gather Christmas. I'd had like... Callum, who was four months, and Wesley, three, looking after them. And I filled their sacks. I bought all everything for them. And so he came upstairs. And I was so proud of, like, after all this drama that we've gone through, um, I still delivered Christmas. And I was showing all the presents to him. And he looked at my presents and he was like, oh, Kerry. I was like, what? You've got the wrong gift. This it's not the right. Oh, I'm sorry. I love my son, and this isn't correct. Like you, fuck. And he and I literally, I looked at him. Was I was so angry, and I looked at what he brought: two books, and they were free because his friend had written them. And I, it's like he came to my house, my parents' house, with two books, nothing, no other presents, and then he had the audacity to start to micromanage and criticise all the presents that weren't correct because I hadn't done all my research. I just, I literally couldn't, I couldn't speak. I was like, had a lump in my throat of like, I can't believe I've let this man in my house and he's now telling me that I'm shit at Christmas. I'm like, I hate you. But I couldn't do anything. It was awful, awful. That sounds shit. That is really hard. But now it's like, great, because you like, they're the reason why you're divorced, because you're coming from a, a shit show. It, it, you know, it's such a relief. Like, to be divorced now is such an art, uh, like a badge of honor. I'm like, thank fuck. Yeah. What I kind of reflect back on is that I always was the one getting up early with the kids. And um, when Father Christmas arrived, I would go downstairs at 5 a.m. and he would stay in bed. And I would, I'd be like, come down. You, you, you want to watch the kids open their presents? And he didn't. He stayed in bed. And I thought, that's the joy of joys. Like that is what we as parents, like these are the, the golden sort of nuggets of seeing the kids excited, like all the magical stuff. And I was like, I want the kids to feel this magical stuff. And he'd just stay in bed and go, oh, I'm too tired. Uh, now that I'm single, I, I still get up obviously at 4am or 5am with the children. And I just, I, I found that kind of sad. I thought, you know, you have children for all these magical moments, like seeing them sing in the nativity or all those sort of things. And, and yeah, so so when I reflect back on those sort of past Christmases when, you know, I bought the food and I sorted the things and, and yeah, and then it was, it was similar to Kerry, just the pick, pick, picking as like, oh, you didn't wrap that nicely enough. I was like, well, 
I spent four hours buying it and doing all the other things. And then just to kind of quick, you know, it's that, that those, those sort of paper cuts that sort of build up. And I think that's, yeah. And that, and that just, so, so now, you know, Christmas morning just feels like an absolute fucking joy because it's all mine and it's, and, and, and it's without compromise and criticism. And that's, that's, that's sort of my catchphrase of being a single person is without compromise, without criticism. And, 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 uh, and that's what I keep reminding myself is, is it's just, it's just, us and joy and you know it's hard and I'm tired but I'm tired and happy (laughs) totally and Helen I guess there must be like a different feeling knowing someone has opted out and is sleeping upstairs and then having years where they're not there at all and it's like lighter and more joyful that they're just not even there you know they weren't there to begin with but at least now they're not upstairs in bed yeah, it's a different kind of absence and, and I think I think they get away with it when they're not there, as in like at a different house, because it's not it's not like he's chosen not to be there. They'll get him at a different time and in a way you hope when you do hand them over that they get their full attention. That that, that finally that, that is their their time. Um and Michaela, do you have any? Yeah, well typically mine was also the last Christmas that we were together. I think mine was as well, by the way. It's always the last one, one, isn't it? The straw that broke the camel's back. But for me, it was um, so my ex had cheated on me in December. So I didn't realise. And then that like a few weeks later, we went to America to see friends. And it was meant to be this like big, amazing trip. We were staying with like lots of people that I know that live in America. And uh, for Christmas Day, we stayed with like one of my best friends and I just remember like there was just a weird mood between us and I I had no idea why, you know, everything had been great between us until he cheated on me. And I was just, I couldn't really put my finger on it. And then we went, you know, I didn't want to have an argument or whatever in front of my friend and her husband. So we like went into our room and, and had this kind of like hushed argument, you know, like for God's sake, what's wrong with you? Like trying not to be loud. And I just remember thinking, I just don't know this person anymore. Like something's happened, like something's going on, something has shifted. And I just, I'm trying to have a conversation with someone who just will not engage. You know, that feeling of like, I can, I could ask every question in the most perfectly worded way and I still wouldn't get a straight answer. And I just thought, I don't know, something's just not right. And then, yeah, it was just a really awkward day. So, yeah, I didn't think, oh, we're going to get divorced. But I just thought this is the shittest Christmas we've ever had. And I don't know why. It's funny because a lot of people would say, oh, don't look back and dwell on past Christmases. You know, think about being in the moment. But actually, I think for all of us, looking back helps you realise that now you're so much better off. And thank goodness we're not in that situation anymore. And it kind of makes you appreciate the day a bit more and the fact that we can do whatever we like but thank you so much for joining me for my Christmas special I think just to wrap up thanks for having us it's been a joy Um, just to wrap up if anyone's listening and it is their first Christmas on their own or they're facing one of our memorable sad Christmases um, just a sentence that you would give them to give them a bit of encouragement for this Christmas coming up. Kerry? You're amazing. You're brave. You're courageous. You're enough. Keep flying, sister. Love it. Michaela? Oh, that's so nice. I was going to say margaritas, margaritas, which is in no way the same (laughs) sentiment. (laughs) But just as important. Okay, 
margarita margarita sparkling water something like that <laughs> lovely the trio <laughs> helen <laughs> don't send a picture of your tits to a guy you're not sure about and um <laughs> that's just a lesson to live by that is a lesson to live by and Remember, you are totally loved by all the right people. You are loved by the people you need to be loved by. And also, if you have sex with yourself, you're guaranteed to come. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I wish I'd thought of something better than margaritas now. <laughs> margaritas are like so margaritas. good. Look, we've covered it all. No, it's a trio. It's like the three wise men. Fly high, drink margaritas, have sex with yourself. Ideal. Um, I think my, my words uh, to anyone will be... You're going to be okay. No matter what situation you're going to be in, you are going to be okay. We are here for you at The Divorce Social. We've all been through what you're going through and we're sending you so much love and we hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Should we all say Merry Christmas together in a joyful way? Yes. After three. One, okay. two, three. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Everything too fast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for joining us for this Christmas special. We will be back next week with a New Year's special. So I hope you enjoy that as well. I wish you a very merry Christmas. I hope it is merry. And we'll be here for you at New Year's as well. And the new series will be starting a few weeks after that. We'll have a little break so I can lie down. Thank you. See you soon. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. Please, please. Um, it would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going. Uh, but also it affects our listing, the podcast charts, uh, which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast. And I'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times. And they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts. So if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love you forever. You can leave them on iTunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well. I'll take all the reviews you've got to give. You can also uh, get in contact on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. We have a website, thedivorcesocial.com and we have a Patreon account, which means that you 
can support the podcast for as little as £2 a month. And it helps me with all the admin costs. It also means you have access to our 90s-style divorce and heartbreak chat room. And there's lots of exclusives on there, little bits of audio that you don't get in the main podcast, and some giveaways as well. So I'd love to see you over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines. And please leave a review. Did I say that already? Please leave a review. Love you forever.